Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Brianna Approved Podcast. And it has been a minute since I've done a solo episode, so I felt like it was time. Today's episode is great. We are going to be talking about the difference between feelings and emotions and why they are not always necessarily the same and why sometimes you need to tell your feelings to like just get out of here and your feelings don't always matter. But before that, I have a super exciting announcement. So my Befriending Anxiety course is finally live. This has literally been my life work. I mean, as y'all know, any of my listeners, I am the resident recovering super spaz, and I've spent a good portion of my adulthood and my higher academic career learning to befriend anxiety. I ended up doing my entire dissertation for my doctorate on this, and so I basically took my dissertation and I turned it into an e-course. So it's two and a half hours of self-paced video content, which is amazing. Um, There's different study materials, there's journal prompts, and this is really a course for people who are looking to take a really deep dive into the science behind anxiety. Because as I've talked about many times on this show before, we know that all emotions serve a purpose and anxiety, I think, is one of those emotions that kind of is misunderstood. And so kind of like anything in life, the more we take a deep dive into something and you know, take an exposure therapy approach, if you will, of understanding the why and the root cause, it makes things like less scary and more understandable. So that is where this befriending anxiety course came from. This course is great because it's split into five different modules. And so there's a lot of information in here. It is definitely research heavy. It is science-based, but also I try to make it, you know, fun and informative. And then, you know, there's lots of different ways to integrate these methods into your everyday life. So, you know, in the five different modules, we go into the origins of anxiety, right? So what is anxiety, what can cause it, the different kinds. We also go into another module that discusses the neural pathways. This, I think, is some of the most interesting research around anxiety because it talks about, you know, what kind of anxious person am I and, you know, where is this stemming from from a neurobiological standpoint? Then, of course, there's another module totally on triggers because that's a huge thing for, you know, being able to manage your anxiety. And then the last two modules are great because that's where some of the theory kind of gets involved. So I talk about different coping mechanisms for anxiety and then herbal and nutraceutical support or different vitamins and minerals that can be playing a role. So you know, like I said, it's two and a half hours of self-paced learning. You can do it on your own time. Um, There's different study material and journal prompts that you can print out and it's, you know, totally online. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to briannadiorio.teachable.com to enroll in my e-course, or you can just go to my website, briannadiorio.com and the link will be there. Okay. So let's get into today's show. And of course, we're going to start with the fun fact of the day while I sip cafe. Did you know there are three main brain structures that appear to be most closely linked with emotions that we experience? So this mainly is going to be the amygdala, the insula, and then there's a part of the midbrain called the PAG or the periaqueductal gray area, which all play a role 
in how we experience emotions and feelings. So today I want to talk a little bit about this idea of your feelings don't always matter. This has kind of been a mantra for me, um, you know, the past couple of months, especially after I, I finished my dissertation, I kind of, you know, was feeling like lackluster and I was really tired and I kind of felt like I was hit by a bus and I was just processing a lot of emotions. It was a lot, you know, it was a really intense period of my time and then it kind of flatlined. And so, you know, there were some days I had to have conversations with myself where, you know, I would say, Brianna, your feelings don't matter today. And that doesn't mean that we don't care about how we feel or how somebody else feels, but feelings and emotions are two very different things. So we say things like, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like writing this paper. I don't feel like doing work today, right? But feelings and emotions actually arise in different parts of the brain. And I want you to understand the difference between those because sometimes that is why things like motivation doesn't work out. Or if you're not coming from a place of maybe people pleasing or fear or your nervous system is kind of just jacked up, right? Sometimes that's what we run on for a really long time. And as those things kind of dissipate, we feel like we don't have motivation for things or whatever it is. And so, you know, let's start kind of with this idea of um, you know, where we're having these things evolve from in the brain. So the neocortex actually is um, the largest part of the cerebral cortex, and it makes up about half of the volume of the human brain, right? And it's pretty much responsible for our um, our attention, our thoughts, our perception, and then, you know, even, you know, some memory. And so the subcortical structures are a group of these diverse neurons that kind of form deep within the brain, right? Um, And this can include, you know, what's going on with the basal ganglia and the pituitary gland, the limbic structures, all of that. And these, all these really interesting brain areas are involved in these complex activities like memory, right? Like emotion, pleasure, hormone production. And a lot of the times people will use the term feeling and emotions interchangeably, um, but there are definitely differences. So let's, look at emotions first, right? To better understand the differences between them, I think we should describe what emotions are. And so let's start with where they actually come from in the brain. So emotions um, originate in the subcortical region, the amygdala, and then something called the ventromedial prefrontal cortices. So these parts of the brain cause biochemical reactions to occur and to change our physical state, right? So emotions, this many times is called the fight or flight response because if we are faced with danger or stress, right, you experience maybe anxiety or your heart will race or you start to sweat or the joke that I always give is like when I'm trying to connect to customer service and then I get like blood red mad and I get super angry, right? That's an emotion that I'm experiencing. And so this is kind of, you know, a, our basic emotions. And we know this is really involved and ingrained in our genetics. And of course, all emotions we know serve as a role in survival and they provide information. Um, but what's interesting to note is that we can experience similar emotions when maybe we're being rewarded with something, right? So like you, your teacher gives you feedback and you feel happy because you did good on an assignment, right? Um, Or also we can experience emotions by interacting with the environment that we live in, which is why it is really important to do an audit many times on 
you know, is this serving me? Is this place like, how do I feel? Um, what emotions am I experiencing when I'm here? Because, you know, emotions are, you know, a neurochemical reaction. So these are occurring from a stimulus many times and they are considered unconscious and instinctive. So this is why sometimes emotions, again, because they are unconscious, meaning they're kind of like, you know, deep within us. And there's this like instinctual factor. We can feel emotions sometimes that we don't always understand why. And there's basically six basic emotions that we can experience. So, um, and then there's primary and secondary emotions. I'm not going to get into that today, but the six basic emotions are, you know, happiness, sadness, fear, disgust, anger, and surprise. And I might be missing one of those. But in addition to these six emotions, there's also something called universal face expressions. Um, And then there's also universal human signaling. So these are kind of our almost like nonverbal communications, if you will, or things that we can also agree upon that these are emotions. So let's say that um, like there's something that smells bad, right? As a human, you might make a a face and say something like, yuck, and you maybe aren't even from a culture or a town or you speak a different language. You can understand that emotion that like, ooh, something is up. Or um, something like smiling and laughing, right? You don't have to speak Italian or Spanish or anything. to. If you see somebody laughing, they're probably feeling the emotion of happiness, right? And so um, what's interesting to note about emotions as well is that, you know, we can feel these internally without outwardly showing them to people around us. So you you can have like deep rage and fear inside of you and be like cool as a cucumber, right? Um, Where feelings can be a little bit different. So kind of to summarize that, like I said, these emotions are are generally these neurochemical reactions, right? So we're having a a biochemical reaction to something going on. So we, um, you know, can can have um, this sort of unconscious and instinctive experience that's happening uh, in the body, right? But now let's talk about feelings. So in contrast to emotions, we know that feelings can originate in the neocortal region of the brain. And they are many times reactions to our emotions. So let's say the emotion is happiness. We will feel some kind of way about that. So feelings form when your brain basically assigns meaning to the emotional experience that you are having, right? So again, our feelings are a reaction to the emotions that we are experiencing, What's interesting to note, of course, is that because they are based on an emotional experience, feelings are entirely subjective. So they vary from person to person. Um, This is why sometimes you could say things like, well, I feel upset that you did X, Y, Z, or I feel sad when I am here when somebody else could be having the same exact experience and feeling a totally different way. We see this all the time in relationship conflict. And I don't always mean romantic. I just mean, you know, human relationships and interactions. You say something, your intention was different. The other person feels some kind of way and you feel very differently. And you're like, I don't understand. Like, I didn't mean for that to hurt your feelings. And you're like, I feel angry by this, right? So feelings are very subjective. And again, um, they are kind of a reaction to your emotion. So this is, again, why somebody can feel differently about something, even though they're having the same exact experience. So feelings can also become more specific um, 
than emotional responses, and they can be brought up from physical reactions to various things as well. So you can quite literally feel anxious around certain people, or um, you can quite literally feel pain, right? Um, If you are really hungry, you might literally feel hungry at some point during the day if you haven't eaten anything. And so all this tells us is that feelings... um, is kind of, they're a bit more conscious. So like we were saying before, sometimes emotions can be a bit more unconscious, right? So like a little bit more out of our awareness. Feelings are more of this mental experience, um, particularly for our body states that kind of, they come up as your brain is interpreting these subconscious emotions. So this is why it is very important to check in with your body. How do I quite literally feel around this person Um, when I'm in this place, when I hear this song, when I interact with this experience, right? Like, how do I feel? How do I quite literally feel? Is my body feeling calm? Is my heart racing, right? And so um, unlike emotions, feelings are much more conscious, right? And so this is why, again, sometimes if we don't feel like doing something, we have to say, yo, fuck this feeling right now. Like, I need to figure out what's going on with me? Is there a secondary emotion that's maybe, you know, tied to this? Um, Because again, your feelings aren't always facts. What happens with feelings sometimes as well is that we can kind of associate stories to certain feelings that we have, or we become really bad narrators around the way we feel around something, or we attach sort of this, like a tag, if you will. So not all conscious experiences are feelings all the time, but you are aware, if you're like aware of what you're seeing and you're hearing and these primary senses, like a lot of the times those are not feelings. So um, again, they are related on some level, again, because your brain does have to assign meaning to the emotions in order to create a feeling, right? But it can also go the other way around too, depending on the experience that you are being exposed to. So like, for example, let's say that you had a fear, a crazy fear of spiders, some point in your life, you had a negative experience with a spider. And ever since then, you've been super afraid of them, right? So at the same time, you are having an emotional experience and you are um, feeling fear and disgust. So you didn't necessarily need to be exposed to a spider anymore. Um, Just simply thinking about that can trigger an emotional response in the brain, which automatically makes you feel like discomfort because the mind has already made this association between the stimulus, the emotion, and the feeling. So this is why sometimes we have to work on reframing the way we feel about things. Again, if I don't feel like doing my work today, okay, well, that doesn't always necessarily matter. I've maybe associated me doing this work assignment with, you know, me getting super stressed out. And so how do I kind of do pattern interruption, right? So like, where can I positively change that? So maybe every time you don't feel like doing something and you do it instead, you can have positive reinforcement and reward yourself with, okay, then I'm going to go and get a cup of coffee afterwards. That's like literally how it got through my dissertation. Um, So your emotions can affect your behaviors towards things as well. And so this can allow feelings towards them to continue to persist. This is why it's super important to be aware of the behaviors that we associate with emotions and feelings. So every time you don't feel like going to the gym and then you continue, the behavior you choose to do is to continue to stay on the couch and not go to the gym, you're kind of just reinforcing that and that's going to kind of keep being the feedback loop. So at some point you have to 
break the behavior. So the behavior and actions is what should be actually driving the feelings. Because emotions, we cannot always control. Feelings, however, we can kind of change the narrative around how we feel around something when we change our motives, the intentions, behaviors, actions. So again, back to kind of the uh, spider example, you can actively try and stay away from a spider or avoid thinking about them, right, to prevent this sort of unwanted emotional response. But what happens is that this creates more fear. So um, in a similar way, your feelings can cause you to pursue things because you expect a positive emotional response, right? So like maybe you feel like you're going to have a positive experience, which is why your brain and the way we perceive things is super important. So it's also important to note that, you know, emotions, they can be temporary. Um, however, feelings can be a lot more persistent. And we don't always understand, like, why a feeling is coming up sometimes. So again, this is like emotions. You can go from crying to laughing to, you know, being angry within, like, the same day and have this, like, roller coaster, coaster of emotions. And you feel crazy, right? Like, the emotions that you're feeling. So they can be very um, temporary and transient, Right. Um, and so this can kind of create that cycle of having emotions that create negative feelings, and then that causes more emotions. So because your emotions and your feelings have such an important impact on your behavior, it does influence how you interact with, you know, the people around you and what behaviors you choose to engage in. So this is why you have to, like I said, always be doing an audit of the environment that you're in, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, um, the behaviors, the intentions behind why you are choosing to engage in something or why you are choosing to kind of go down the rabbit hole of that feeling. Again, because feelings aren't always factual. They are not always truthful, and they're not always associated with the reality of what's going on. So your emotions shape your behaviors. So becoming aware of the emotions and understanding your feelings will allow you to make positive changes, particularly from the behavioral standpoint. So always be looking back at the behaviors behind things that we're tying with our emotions and feelings, the actions and the intentions. Pay attention as well to any physical sensations you have. Like I said, like, you know, does your heart rate flutter? Do you notice like your blood is boiling? Do you get kind of a warm feeling around people, right? Those are things that physical sensations can be um, really important for, again, understanding your feelings and your emotions on a little bit different of a level. And then again, being in tune with um, what's going to be essential to change your thoughts and behaviors. Again, because the subconscious nature of emotions can kind of take us out of being present in the moment. So when you are developing, you know, this awareness for your emotions and your feelings, you can kind of just navigate a little bit more as things are coming up and saying, is this an emotion that I'm experiencing? Is this a secondary feeling that is a byproduct of the emotion that is temporary? And again, is this a conscious thought or is this an unconscious thought? Are there actions that I can take? Is there a behavior that I can change when I'm experiencing this feeling? And how can I do any of those things to have a more positive experience the next time that this feeling comes around. So I hope that was helpful. I know the summertime coming into it can be sometimes unmotivating. And like I said, you know, motivation is a, is a limited resource. So, um, you know, when we're experiencing, like I said, emotions and feelings kind of follow that, that string down as, uh, I've heard the analogy before of, you know, where is this coming from? And, 
is this truthful? Is this serving me? Is this getting me closer to my goal? Um, you know, is, am I doing the best that I can and am I controlling what I can control? And, you know, how much of this is, you know, factual versus, you know, story-based. And don't forget to check out my new befriending anxiety course because I'm so excited about it. It's like literally my life work. I'm so passionate about it. I think it's going to help so many people. And again, it's just another, you know, emotion that, is I think misunderstood. And so I hope you all enjoyed this episode and have a lovely rest of your day. Ciao.